It's February, and that means two things. It's Groundhog's Day, and it also means that 96% of people have already forgotten their New Year's resolutions, and they're about to live the same year over again. But not you, because for the month of February, my free gift to you is your golden ticket to a new year. With my Brave Vision Blast Off Workbook, you will gain clarity, which is the number one reason why most women quit. They don't know what to do. So find out what you're called to do, harness your energy, gain momentum, reach your goals this year, and experience a brand new year, not just another year. Don't leave your success to chance. Go to braveheartedwoman.com forward slash vision blast off to get your free download today or just click the link in the notes you'll be so glad you did freedom freedom is not just something you've been set free from but something that you've been set free to become we'll talk about it today on the brave hearted woman Hey, this is Don Damon, the Braveheart Mentor, and this is my podcast, The Bravehearted Woman. I'm here to raise the brave in you, so hit subscribe if you haven't done so. That way you'll never miss another episode. You ready? Let's get brave. Happy 4th of July, my brave-hearted sister. I hope you're doing amazingly well. And hey, today I want to do something a little bit different. I do indeed want to talk about freedom, but I want to start from a place in the Bible, a Bible story that I find just profound wisdom in the leadership of Jesus and the way that he dealt with a man who had been an invalid for 38 years. There was a Jewish myth that there was a pool that every now and then an angel would come from heaven, stir those waters, and the first person that would get in the water would be healed. Well, you would think after 38 years, this person would really have some opportunity, at least some know-how, some knowledge, some wisdom on how this whole thing works, and yet... There he was, still an invalid, 38 years. I guess it's kind of speculation that he had been by the pool for 38 years. But nonetheless, Jesus did recognize that this man had been sitting there and in a sick condition for 38 years. That's a long time. That's a long time to embrace a condition. And so the first thing I see, and by the way, I'm taking this Bible story from the New Testament in the book of John verses excuse me chapter 5 verses 7 through 14 but Jesus sees this man he sees the condition that he's in and he doesn't condemn him but he just asks him this question do you want to get well do you want to get well today I want to talk to you about principles in finding freedom just three principles because we can't celebrate this holiday without really understanding what true freedom is is there an area in your life that has you captive is there something that you want to break free from but you feel you're imprisoned to do you feel like you've been on lockdown in a jail cell a prisoner a captive and you can't get out well there's no reason ever 
for you to experience that or feel that. Freedom is available for you, for all of us. The price has been paid for us to have freedom. And that freedom is going to start right in between our two ears. Yes, once again, we have to talk about the brain and the mindset because it's everything. Mindset, soul set, heart set, it all matters. And so as we look at this story, I have to say, look at this wisdom. The question is, do you want to get well? Basically, Jesus is saying, what are you committed to? What do you want? Is it really wholeness or freedom or healing that you want? I'm going to ask you the same question today. What do you want? Are you clear? Are you going to lay in this condition for another 38 years, another 38 days, another 38 minutes before you answer that question? Freedom comes and begins with a focus, a new focus. What do you want? What can you see? What do you focus on? Because what you pay attention defines you. And listen, I want to tell you that when we look at what we don't want, when we look at the negative, when we look at what's hindering us and what's holding us back, we are bound to reap even more of that in our life. But today I want to encourage you to turn your eyes toward your creator, turn your eyes not on your brokenness, not even on your humanity, turn your eyes to the one true source, God who gave you your life. And let's talk about what is standing in the way of what you want. When's the last time you took out a piece of paper and a pencil or a pen and wrote down an honest evaluation about where you are? What stands in the way of what you want? And again, it all goes back to, do you know what you want? Do you know what you'd rather have in life? Are you sick and tired? Here's the cliche of being sick and tired. Are you exhausted from the condition that you're in? How much more do you want to pay? How much more will it cost you? How much more time and energy and resources do you want to give to this place in your life where you're not experiencing freedom? Can you identify habits that you have in your life? Are they hurting you or helping you? That's not rhetorical. I want you to answer that question. What are the habits that are in your life? And then are those habits serving you well? Are they powerful habits? Are they uh, purposely designed to nudge you forward, move your needle, advance your ball, (laughs) get you going in the right direction, my brave heart sister? Or are those habits hurting you? Are they holding you back? Are they a hindrance? Are they an impediment to you? What kind of discipline do you have? Are the levels of your discipline in this area, are they high or are they low? Do you have a lot of ability to say yes to the right thing and no to the wrong thing? Do you have a high amount of ability and capacity to force yourself, self-governing, self-leadership to do the right next thing? Or do you continually find yourself laying on your sick mat as this man was by the pool, just not making progress? What's your commitment to change? Is it high or is it low? Do you think someday 
Someday is no day. Someday is today. There is no someday I'm going to do this one in, eventually. It's now. It's right now. We're not promised tomorrow. What is your commitment to transformation? If it's high, you're in good shape. If your commitment to this is low, what can you do to get in the mindset, to get in the zone of transformation? I can help you do that. I know exactly how to help you do that. And there is a key. There is a secret to getting yourself into the zone. That's why I believe every single person who wants transformation needs to engage a coach. That is why I have not just one, but two coaches that help me in areas of my life. Can you recognize and write down the negative effects that these habits have on you? See how they're stealing from you. You know, people perish for a lack of vision. And if the vision that you have, if you have every now and then a vision of the future and it's kind of scary, just understand that sometimes warnings are a type of vision. Don't neglect those warnings. They could be divine visions that are giving you a red light, a warning light. Pay attention to this. Pain can do the same thing. Pay attention to the message that it's trying to send you. Don't neglect them because these warnings could be your friend helping you make a better decision today so you can have a more powerful outcome tomorrow. And then maybe reframe a few things like when I look, I've really been trying to get sugar out of my diet and sugar creates inflammation. I struggle now and then with some inflammation in my body and I always can tell when I've had sugar because my joints will be sore. But when I... I virtually do have it eliminated from my diet, but when I want it, if I there's something sweet or something yummy, I make a, a choice. I weigh it. I really think about it. I really think about my options, and I ask myself, am I willing to pay the price? Tomorrow, if you get on the scale and it's up, tomorrow, if you get out of bed and your joints hurt, is this going to be worth the price that you may pay? And I answer that, or I rephrase it. When I see that cookie sitting there and it's looking delicious, I say, hmm, do I really want that gluten-infested, non-nutritious, cancer-forming, sugary, blubbery, weight-increasing thing in my mouth and my stomach? And when I put it like that, the answer is, no, of course not. I do not want that. So... Freedom begins by being willing to say, this is what I want. And you know, we talk about it all the time on the Bravehearted Woman, this podcast. You can't focus on what you want to go away, what you want to stop. Don't focus on what you don't want anymore. Focus on what you want. Because you know, if I said to you right now, hey friends, don't think about a hot fudge sundae with um, maybe even Tennessee toffee, the House of Flavors ice cream. Don't, did you think about it? You can't not. Your brain is designed. It works with pictures. And once you hear those words, a picture forms in your brain instantly. Now you're thinking about it. So we know that we cannot just stop what we don't want. We have to think about what we do want. So you have to envision and picture yourself doing, seeing, having, possessing what you want. Feel it. How happy will you be? Engage all your senses. Smell it. Understand it. Feel it. Touch it. um, 
experience the exuberance, the victory, the feeling right now instead of operating outside of grace. Because we know that what you think about, you bring about. You draw to yourself what you focus on. So we're not here to focus on our weaknesses. We're not here to even focus on failures or even what you might call a sin. We're not here to focus on addiction. We're all flawed. Instead, we're here to work on and focus on, I should say, God and his creation and how amazing he made you and how beautiful you are and how powerful you are and how much you are loved and how worthy you are and valuable you are. So this is the next thing that I see in this story, in this Bible story that I want to talk about today. So Jesus asks the man, do you want to get well? And you know what he says? The invalid says this. Well, he doesn't really answer the question. He says, I don't have anybody to help me. It's someone else's responsibility to help me. I don't have anyone, he says, to put me in the pool when the water is stirred. And when I'm trying to get in the water, someone else goes down ahead of me. Basically, he is a victim. He says, I don't have anybody taking responsibility for me. Now, I do get that he is lame, but so is everybody that's at that pool. And people are getting in the water, okay? So he's just got No results, all excuses. And you know, we talk about that. You can't have both. You can either have an excuse. If you fight for your excuse, you can keep it, and it'll keep you right where you are. Or you can have results and say, no, forget all these excuses. I want results. I'm going for it. And so he said, I don't have anybody who's willing, and other people are getting in ahead of me. It's everyone else's fault that I'm still in this condition. Have you ever been tempted to do that before? You might say, well, I'm just, I'm no, I'm not excusing, I'm just explaining. And I understand that. I understand reasons. The main function of a reason is not to justify, but to explain. And a reason implies that the fault is, um, well, I sincerely recognize and I accept fault and I want to explain or give a reason why th- that happen and but you have to step up and take responsibility take accountability for your actions but an excuse is different it exists to justify it exists to blame someone else or to defend or to put fault and point the finger it has the intent to absolve myself of accountability i i'm saying that I'm not responsible, I'm not accountable. The 18th century English poet, Alexander Pope, he said this, an excuse is worse and more terrible than a lie, for an excuse is a lie guarded. Oh man, that's powerful, isn't it? In other words, my excuses are just a means of guarding my lie. So beware what you say to others and ultimately what you're saying to yourself you're lying to yourself and you want to fortify and keep yourself from even understanding that it's a lie that's holding you captive it might seem logical plausible even reasonable but is that excuse protecting you from something aren't you curious about that It may be a reality that you don't want to face yet. You're not prepared to look at. But if you will stop making excuses long enough, 
you will no longer fall prey to the gullibility of your own excuses. And stop being afraid to look at closely and deeply the truth. Because this excuse, it is not serving you well. And it is keeping you in victimhood. So if you want freedom, you got to stop with the excuses. And then Jesus told the invalid to do this. And again, in the book of John, he said, All right, you know what? Stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. I love that. Freedom continues when you pick up your mat and walk. By the way, nothing changed for that invalid until he made the first move. Nothing. He had to step out. He had to be willing to obey the command. He had to be willing to work the process. He had to be willing to understand that the process, the strategy, the plan was going to work. And he did. He stepped up. He rolled up his mat and he began to walk. Wow. What do you need to just take a leap of faith and move? If you are stuck, do something. Get unstuck. Do not stay paralyzed. You got to do something. What, What can you change? A baby step. What can you do differently? Are you ready to accept a miracle? Because when you begin to move, the divine works for you. God works for you. Angels work for you. And I love it. He says, pick up the mat and walk. That thing that held you, you will now hold. That thing that deprived you, you will now deprive. I will deprive you of all of my energy. I will deprive you of my best days. I will deprive you, you bondage, you habit, you stronghold. I will deprive you of having me in your clutches. It used to control you, but now you will control it. It dictated to your quality of life. Now you will dictate the meaning of it. The mat that carried you, you will now carry. It is your message. It is your testimony. Don't just run away from it. Jesus could have said, just get up and leave this mess and get out of here. He didn't say it. He said, pick it up. Everybody's going to see you walking around with this mat of disease that you used to carry that now that used to carry you, but that now you're carrying, that now you're holding. It doesn't hold you. You've got it. It used to, it used to, control you now you control it you get the point you get to carry your message to a watching world and tell them this was my hero journey this is what I went through this is what I experienced but now I have taken these obstacles I have taken these limitations I have taken this pain I have taken this experience and I have turned it around and I am going to speak about it and testify it this is freedom and this is what's in store for you if you choose it. Is that good? Those three principles. I encourage you today to think about these words, my sister, and then be brave. What brave action do you need to take today? I'm going to close with this story because our time is already gone. When I was young, very young, I had a horrendous fear of water. And when I became a young kid in my like teenager, not teenager, like 11, 12, I conquered that fear of water and I fell in love with water. I was swimming all the time. I was diving, doing backflips. Underwater, I could hold my breath forever. And then as I became a young mom and uh, you know, wife and mom and growing, 
the fear of water kind of returned as now I was concerned about my children and and I have a healthy respect for water and I think that's wise but I just didn't love and enjoy the water anymore contacts and makeup and I want to ruin my hair well this last year I've really taken back my love for the water water skiing a few years ago I talk about that but now I'm swimming and today I ended up swimming to one point of the lake to the end and then turned around and came back again you know with face in the water and goggles and the bathing cap on and just falling in love with water again and surrendering to let my body float and letting go of control and I couldn't help but think about how small my life had gotten when I let fear in and how I'm taking it back. What if what what has shrunk in your life? What has gotten small? What mat are you laying on? What have you given up? You're not walking anymore. You're not fluid anymore. You're bound and it's got you. It's holding you captive. It's time to stand up, my sister. Pick that thing back up. You get it back in control. You will not be mastered by anything. You will be the master, co-creator of your destiny. Get back in control of your life. That's what I got for you today. I hope you'll hear me and hope you'll take it up on me and do me one more thing. Go to thebravehearteredwoman.com, my website. Get your free gift on how to ignite your confidence and sign up for a strategy session with me. I want to help you get your goals and your dreams. I'm believing in you. I'm teaching you how to be your own cheerleader. I am your brave heart mentor from faint-hearted to brave-hearted. Let's get this thing, all right? I can't wait to see you on the other side of your fear. This is Dawn Damon, the Brave Heart Mentor, saying, find your brave and live your vision. Thanks for hanging out with me today and becoming brave. If this has helped you, be sure to share it with someone and subscribe so you never have to miss another episode. For more about me, my books, my coaching, or online courses, visit DawnDamon.com. And as always, be brave and live your vision.